right. Good morning. Okay. Uh, good evening for you in France. Good afternoon. Yes. Good morning for you. Thank you for joining me. I've actually wanted to do this interview with you for, for two years. And uh, finally, here we are today. And uh, we're to talk about your company, Constructions 3D, and the work you're doing to automate construction in France. Thank you. Yes. Um, uh, I was also waiting for this interview as well. <laughs> so can you start off, I guess, for people unfamiliar with your company, give an introduction? Sure. Um, yeah, Construction 3D is a spin-off from my first company called Machine 3D, where we are distributing 3D printers and 3D scanners in France and French-speaking areas. And um, before that, I was into civil engineering in big companies in France for eight years. And so, yeah, I tried to reconcile my two business to make construction 3D life with three other crazy guy. And yeah, this team now is growing very fast and we distribute the machine that we build here in the factory. So um, great that you catch us and that you find some interest talking about it. We do believe there is a lot of um, room for improvement and we are very open to discussion with experts like you and experts like uh, the one you're interviewing all day. So we, we keep on listening to your, your podcast and uh, yeah, there are great stuff going on everywhere and we want to be part of this, it's sure. Yeah, I appreciate the rhetoric uh, you bring up in terms of the need for improvement. Uh, it's an industry of innovation and so it's constantly improving uh, in all kinds of ways. Maybe that's something that we can talk about. I don't like to call myself an expert because even though I've seen some of these printers, I've operated uh, one, I've seen a lot of them operate, but uh, there's no one part of the printing, the material, the hardware, the software that I'm an expert in. There's so many people better than me at all that stuff. So it's very hard for me to, to say expert, but in terms of maybe looking at different companies, uh, in a, if you like really make it specific, there's something I'm good at, I guess, but <laughs> the, your system is super unique compared to the other construction printers. It's not, it doesn't fit into the robotic arm category and it doesn't fit into the gantry category. So how do you define it? Well, um, the idea was to make things simple for the construction world. Um, I come from this space and I know that computer is not very much uh, something uh, people in, in construction uh, like very much, at least on the field. Mm -hmm. And so we want to reconcile uh, the building information modeling, which creates 3D data to the real world. So that is 3D printing. And uh, so we tried to, to put the, the machine that would be reliable, that would be easy to use, that would be strong enough to withstand the, the climate change, the rain, the wind. And uh, so we, we made it very different from others indeed. We made this uh, insect-like machine or spider-like machine that maybe we can show you, your, your people following you. Um, uh, we have videos uh, to, to, to show. And uh, this machine is like a human arm. And that's really how we try to make it. So with five axes, like your own hand, it's one and then two and then three and then four and, and five. So this is exactly like the human arm. So um, we, we are targeting to have this machine packed in a container so it can be shipped worldwide. So it's uh, easy to unpack and pack again. So you can move from site to site. 
So this is really our key um, target at the start. And I think, I believe we, we really much uh, succeeded in, this, in that aspect. So this machine um, was a bit longer to develop compared to Gantry system because we needed to make our own slicer, our own software together with the with the machine. And now that it's working and it's quite uh, uh, showing a lot of advantages compared to other technology. But we are very, very curious. I mean, we are in an early market and uh, we still have many things to learn from each other. So we can bring this... Um, portability, uh, easy of use that most of the machine don't have. And we are happy to learn from others as well. Yeah, I see you have three printers listed on your website, the Maxi printer, which we just talked about, the mini printer EDU, the mini printer pro. Um, a lot of the other companies I talked to have said that the universities and people looking to do research with materials just want a smaller system. Uh, Correct. Is that why you offer those? Yes, yes, exactly correct. Um, the Maxi printer was not uh, being sold for like six years before we started selling it. Uh, it's just finished in terms of development. So mm -hmm. uh, we we had a long journey on these products, and in to 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 survive, we we found out that our little uh, testing device, which was the mini printer Edu was uh, interesting for schools mm -hmm. and yet our region and France was a big customer for us and triggered uh, maybe more than 20 units of uh, mini edu to be brought to to high school and um, secondary degrees so people will learn how to use the machine how to use the slicer the software the ink quality and what it needs to print uh, smaller parts and to bring them forward in the future to be able to use our bigger machines. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> terrific for so many reasons. It gives you a way to fund your company to do the R&D on the larger printer. It gives a talent pool so that the students in the future will be employees that are good at these skills. Uh, so when did you put the Maxi printer on sale? Well, it was always on sale, waiting for uh, crazy people to buy it. And um, the, the the it happened that we sold uh, three machines in three different cases uh, uh, lately, and now it's booming like crazy. So we are forced to push the production. Mm -hmm. And it's just in line with our plans because this factory at my back is just... Uh, ours for one year now and um, we are now able to to products so i don't know if we can catch this but there are a few machines back there the green ones so they are they are being printed they are not being printed they are being built <laughs> sorry but we we print some part of it maybe that's um, a, a foreshadowing for the future where the printers are being printed yeah, yeah sure uh, but we do print a lot of spare parts from the machines ourselves uh, because we come from there and um, each time we sell a maxi printer we also give a smaller printers to the customers so they can mm -hmm. print better parts than the one that we even conceive and if they can be nice enough to share what they have been developing it's not really open source but we try to do open source um, with our customers within the community within our community correct yeah, that's excellent. I think it's good that you had the six years with the system yourself to develop it. I'm sure there were lots of things you worked out and improved in that time that now your customers are benefiting from. Some companies got a printer going uh, and immediately sold them. And now some of the customers are having a pretty hard time. Uh, yes, yes, we hear about that, but we don't want to go too fast. We, we are uh, 
uh, we are like uh, uh, in French we say a family company, but it's really uh, we're not looking to go faster than everybody. We're not raising funds. We don't need more funds. Uh, we we are able to grow, and now we believe that our solution is one of the best available on the market. That it's uh, solid enough to 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 showcase um, the technology in a not uh, deceptive way. Uh, of course, it's expensive. Of course, you have to be not the the kind of guy who wants to make a free house tomorrow. You have to be um, ready to to face problems. Uh, and uh, but it's it's a good fit for people who wants to include this technology within the range of uh, constructions techniques. And um, yeah, what I usually use is the Tesla model as a as a showcase. But it's like our Model X today, so it's quite expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, it's helping funding the the Model Three of the future or the the model s so really we aim for a house for everybody thanks to our techniques we know it's not possible today but the way is to create more knowledge more uh, sharing of the technology like you do and um, also develop uh, local ink uh, so to make the the cost of printed uh, buildings cheaper yeah. so yeah I saw on your website you had uh, three values listed, kind of surmising a lot of the things you mentioned, robustness, pragmatism, ease of use. Uh, those are all strong construction values. Um, is your system as robust now as you'd like it to be? Yes, uh, we will experiment Dubai uh, sooner uh, than what we expected. But uh, for for the European climate, climate we, we are uh, very happy to have printed the first building in France in, in concrete. And now we, are, we have printed the third as well. And we are printing a tower this summer, uh, next week. Uh, we start with the first walls next week uh, for a building of 11.5 meter height. So this is the tower. And um, thanks to our own case, we can now be confident enough to give it to other people and make them uh, do their own case and learn by doing. Uh, for the, the Dubai, the, the temperature is, is quite different. So we have those extreme case to, to face still. Yeah. And um, same for the extreme lower temperature, like in Canada or things like this. But we have people now starting to, to try our machine. Let's say in a year or so, we will know. Yeah, Dubai seems to pull in every printing company to, uh, to do projects there. It's incredible. They have a huge initiative. Uh, I, I'm yeah. looking at your website now, La Citadel de Savoir Faire. I probably uh, butchered that pronunciation, it's, but it's a perfect French. You have. <laughs> so, yeah. what's that project? Is that a that looks like a pretty large print potentially? This is, I believe, the biggest world projects in 3D printing where we got the permit last. Uh, year and a half really? uh, we have uh, 5000 square meter of buildings and uh, half of it is printed uh, so 5, square meters 
Yeah, this is the factory where I'm in, and it's part of the citadel. Um, it's uh, one hectare point one. So this is the land, and now we have printed the pavilion and the tower, uh, and the and the the okay, so the welcoming building, and mm -hmm. uh, we are printing the tower, and the incubators will follow uh, soon. So uh, I, I just can't wait to show you this in real life. I mean. Uh, uh, next time you pass through Europe, uh, you're most welcome to to visit and um, to to show this to your auditors. Yeah, I plan on going back to Europe uh, around spring of 2023 uh, and spending six months in Europe, trying to uh, visit all the companies there while I'm in Europe, and then I'll come back to America and alternate every year. I think, but we'll see. Uh, the that print, the welcoming room. Is that the same building? Uh, that's the Citadel building? Yes, yes. Um, maybe uh, if I show you the video, I can share. Yeah, I think and... you can share screen. Okay. I believe we'll... I set it up that way. I don't know. We'll share the, the video of the whole project. So you can, yes. Wait. So. Sorry for yeah i can even use the those videos and make a shorter like eight minute video a lot of people don't have the attention span for a two-hour podcast or one-hour podcast so uh the shorter videos are good for modern attention spans can you see this yeah it's very nice uh, so basically the circular building is the pavilion was mm -hmm. printed 2019 so this was the first building in France printed with the concrete uh, ink that we use. And um, it was a challenge for us. Then we did this factory where I'm in and the welcoming building at the entrance. And now we are now working on this tower with the bridge. So nah, this is for still in a year or two. This is the dungeon and the whole projects really will take still like three years to, to complete but we already have all the administrative uh, and regulations covered for this so this is the whole citadel so half of this is done but let's say it's the easiest half now the printed parts are only on all the rest that's left over is to be printed wow so it's all surrounding the initial 2019 print exactly that's so cool well, we didn't want to lose uh, a glimpse of it. <laughs> yeah, but we, we do it us? again. What will the space be? Who will, who will it, there it, be there? This is for my company's machine 3D, construction, construction 3D. We also have Com3D, which is a marketing web agency. And we also integrate new companies and um, lots of uh, startups around the, our technology of 3D printing. So we still need a lot of space for, for all these initiatives. We, we innovate quite a lot around 3D printing and uh, some of our employees wants to create companies. And then we also have uh, partners that wants to join us. So this is uh, like uh, Citadel de Savoir-Faire means uh, know how to do uh, a castle for protect a protective castle for the knowledge and the the way to 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 combinate the the digital and the real. So very nice. Do you work closely with universities? Exactly. Yes, 
for especially for the mixture material so that's what i wanted to show you so this is our latest uh, ink that we develop uh, with a school in Douai uh, very nearby and um, this is made of clay 50% and uh, limestone like from the the metal industry so like a waste from the metal industry 20% and 30% only of uh, cement and sand and our sand we use the sand that is not being used in the in the construction industry so mm -hmm. sand that nobody wants so we we aim to build a factory for this for next year uh we already are working on the site um, because we want to be uh, quite covered with the formulas we work with sika we work with lafarge we work with lanco but we want to be independent in this as well because um, it's a key to make uh, sustainable and cheap solutions for for our machines to be efficient for the customers yeah it's one of the uh like uh intellectual property for your business and also the software too did you have to develop a lot of custom software for your system all our softwares are all made so we we have four programmers in in-house and um still looking for more we also look forward to connect everything to the blockchain. Um, I know it's quite a popular uh, uh, name, and um, but we I do believe that our technology are the testifier for construction. And uh, when you record it in the blockchain, it gives the, it gives a better value to to what has been printed. So the machines are are like the oracle of the blockchain. And so I've been investing into blockchain technology for age, and uh, I really like this idea, but we, we still have more to develop on this. Yeah. Before. If you've listened to some of the other podcasts, some people have brought up some Web 3.0 stuff, like selling NFT pictures of house designs and stuff. That stuff isn't so exciting to me, but I understand yeah. what you're talking about. It's about the blockchain technology and the data collection using your own, maybe even your own nodes to store the information from the print so that it's accessible at any point in time, right? Hmm. It's about that. Yeah, maybe I'm giving some infos to the competition, but let it be. Uh, when when you can print a building, you have the value generated by the machines that prints the material things, so the wall. But you also have another value that took me quite a long time to see is the, the certainty that it has been printed uh, where it is, mm -hmm. with which material, with camera 360 degree, with all the data from the, the wind, from the temperature or the fluid uh, speed and everything. So all this data has a much higher value even than the wall itself. And yeah. who can say that within the, 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 the general construction and all technologies, no workers will want to have a GoPro on their chest and testify that they've been putting a bar each and every time. So the machine can do that and bring more safety to the construction world. And so we have to make it at least open to collect this data and try to decentralize it because it's a very big power that should be decentralized, in my opinion. So this is what we are also working on the side on, but it's we don't have enough knowledge around blockchains to tell you, okay, this is the products. We we are still working on it. Yeah, I mean, for it to be truly decentralized, it would have to be open source. Uh, every company's data could 
go to one place and everyone could benefit from understanding the material composition of the data locally. But the challenge is, like you're saying, you don't want to give your competitors an advantage. So the there's like a network utility effect of like, how much are you getting out of it? How much are you benefiting your competitors? Uh, it's an interesting yeah. concept. Tough but to get everybody it, it in will, one it will hook. It will hook to regular blockchain technology with Ethereum or 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 um, sublayer of Bitcoin, but uh, it will, you know, it, there are technologies, and um, my my opinion is to use them for the greater good, not uh, only to get richer and richer. When you solve problem, you get rich anyway. So, uh, I think uh, I believe the the lack of housing is a huge problem, and so there is. Um, uh, really, um, a goal in this company, Construction 3D, that we we try to share and that we want to to use the technology to give uh, sure housing for everybody in the long run. But this will take like five, ten more years. So I'm sorry, but I don't have a solution tomorrow morning for the the the, the, the poorest of the world today. Uh, we're really working on it to make it affordable, but it's not. Uh, I think you've made computation on your own that is quite expensive today. Uh, just the system itself and the ink and the training and uh, the, the engineers that you need. So again, to make it uh, like a solution for everyone, there are two main issues. Training, so make the resource available everywhere so it's easy to use. And um, so that means also the number of machines and uh as well the material issue so we are both working on those as a strategic uh, uh, pass for construction really now and um yeah i think we've done well uh in france but we need to extend this worldwide so we we be there in Formnex to find uh partners worldwide uh, that is in november in uh, in uh, stuttgart the uh, frankfurt sorry also go to dubai in the start of december for the big five. So this will be with partners. And um, we we do have like a launching uh, uh, for this end of the year of the Maxi printer worldwide. So it's good that you catch us before and hopefully we will stay the same after those events and keep uh, the job uh, running uh, in an efficient way and we can communicate more and more. And then in yeah, spring- absolutely. In spring next year, you'll see the result of this. So I want to uh, ask about, you mentioned you had some other construction experience in the traditional construction industry. Correct. Can you talk about that? Well, I was an engineer after school and uh, I didn't know what to do. So I went to uh, Bouygues Construction and then Vinci Construction for three and five years. So my role was basically to manage huge, huge numbers of problems a day uh, on the site. And uh, so I, I really know uh, where the problems are in the construction world. Uh, I experiment them myself. And after I created my companies, I, I want to go back in this world to help a bit. <laughs> yeah, most of the problems are with the people. Correct. And machines are in a way uh, less friendly than people, but are giving uh, less uh, room for errors in uh we are lacking the people anyway here in France. I guess in US it's quite the same. Um, and so the painful job has to be done by the machines and the people that we 
that we train from the original construction way of doing are very happy to to find a machine to do these painful jobs so i think it's always the same the technology can scare but um when it's there you you're first you're crazy so seven years ago everybody says what you're gonna print house you're crazy then you're dangerous because you're changing disrupting the the way things were and then you're obvious and then everybody say yes that's always what we've done <laughs> so it's like the every disruption in the world every innovators every 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 people who said okay the the earth is is wrong okay you're you're crazy then you're dangerous so we kill you and then everybody always said the same the hearse is yeah wrong. i agree the uh interesting thing about construction is the people the culture of construction is different at least in america i imagine in france probably too if you take a group of people who work in construction they're probably a little bit tougher uh a little bit more stubborn uh maybe a little bit more mechanically inclined they work with their hands uh than the average population of people who these days sit at desks, work on computers most of the time. Uh, so bridging that gap is really challenging. And when I worked in job sites as a construction laborer, they don't want any cameras around ever because somebody might not have a helmet on. One thing is not tied up right. Uh, nobody, it's like very taboo to have cameras on construction sites. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree on this, same in France. Um, but things are changing because the new generation of Mison uh, are using tablets, are using their phones when they're uh, not working, uh, when they are in the Bengalo, they, they are using their phones. So they, they definitely know the technology. And um, in France, I don't know if it's the same in US, but we usually put the kids that are not good in math, are not good in computers into this uh, construction or areas because we say, okay, at least he will do something. But um, it's not the way they've been um, selected. It's always uh, quite not what they have wanted to do. And then when we bring the machines, suddenly in the college, the kids have lights open. Like their eyes are, are like, wow, it's going to be cool. I'm going to be a Misson 3D. That's much better than uh, than what I thought. And um, so we have to calm them down because it's not really available yet in uh, in the companies they're going. But um, we bring them some kind of hope that the job is uh, more technical, less physical. And of course, there's still some physical activities. The machine is not doing everything. You have to work together with the machine. So it's more like a cobot than a robot. Mm -hmm. But um, the, the the we give them hope that it will be uh, a bit more higher hand more a bigger value from from their perspectives so they want to be in so of course you will always find the, the the old guys that say okay i'm soon to be re retired so i don't want to learn but really i i, I never experimented such uh, it's a, the best time for us to 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 be available because everybody wants to try this yeah, it's fun to be working with something that people get excited about. Uh, just kind of naturally, people love automation. Uh, people love machines, the new robotics, uh, as opposed to if you were making cranes or something, uh, it would be maybe harder to find interns and stuff like that. So you have another company. I don't know if this Constructions 3D was born out of this other company or if they're separate, but Machine 3D. Uh, how do they relate? 
Well, Machine 3D was the first company I built. So it's basically buy and sell machines from all over the world for the French and French speaking areas. So we, we buy desktop uh, 3D printers from US, from China, and we explain to the French market how it works. We help the customer to choose the 3D scanner as well. And then we do wholesaling. So we have like 250 resellers in France. And uh, it was before uh, the bigger company, but now that construction 3D sales machine, it's now construction 3D gets bigger. So there are different companies. Uh, some people jump, like Jessica jumps from machine 3D to construction 3D when they get tired of the smaller machine or they fit better for for the, the construction 3D. But um, yeah, it's different companies. We are in the same uh, buildings. We we share the knowledge on uh, the smaller machines and construction study basically buys the smaller machine from machine study and machine study sometimes sells construction study products on the French market. But uh, that's it, that's, that's different. Machine study is not building the machines. Construction study is building the machines. Mm -hmm. So we, we are a manufacturer in construction study, which is uh, quite different and ask more resources and uh, a longer um, development than uh, machine study. So. Yeah, that's a very two very different businesses. They might both be three D printing, but manufacturing versus wholesaling. Uh, is it your first experience with manufacturing? Um, yes, uh, it's it's just a matter of who you're gonna associate with and uh, who are the people you need to complete your team. Uh, so indeed, for the manufacturing part. Uh, 3D printing is a good tool that helps us, but we also use CNC machine, milling, or all kind of uh, of uh, injection or, or technology of manufacturing that, that are available. So uh, I have different people for, for this in construction 3D that I don't have in machine 3D. What made you, having so much experience looking at other printers, identifying quality products to provide to people, what made you decide to build your own construction printer when it was such a new challenge for you? Uh, well, there was, um, first, it was like a joke. Huh? Uh, in the first place, uh, I usually say this as a storytelling in, in my startup conference, but sure. when I, I printed the first parts with my son uh, at home uh, with a smaller machine, uh, he told me, Papa, we can, with this machine, we just need to buy water and food. We can print any, anything else. So I was lucky enough to hear that boy at seven year old. Now he's almost 16. And yes, indeed, we are going to print our house. We, the tower is including an apartment. We have our own buildings printed. And we print so much stuff. I mean, all around here is printed parts. You have Holy Anton over there. You have my table is printed. Everything year around we try to print when we can. And so it was just my kid who, who realized that this technology, when it will grow and be mature enough, will be able to disrupt the industry as a whole. So we have the dental sector, we have the fab lab sectors, we have all the education, the industry production, pre-production. So we, we we can see that 3D printing is disrupting from small quantities to bigger quantities. And so uh, going back to my initial uh, engineering work of construction was a bit logic. So when I heard the designer on the weekend uh, in a show for medieval decors, 
telling me about his ambition to make a machine to 3D print buildings, drinking a beer, I said, what? I am the engineer who has 3D printers at home and comes from construction. So I also thought about that. Tell me more. And then I met Gael, Gael Collaro, who is a, a Belgian designer. He always uh, at my back to give me ideas. So he's not the one on, on he's not one of my associates on this, but he, he's like the trigger when I met him that I said, this guy is telling me that something I could do and I wanted to do it. So why not try and with my team of uh, crazy guy here, uh, we built a, a V0 machine out of uh, CNC cats and uh, 3D print parts. And it's a small machine at my back, uh, not so far from here. And this machine was never working, uh, but it gives us the, the idea to continue and move forward. And uh, the French uh, government is quite... Uh, sensitive and nice around innovation and mm -hmm. so we we got some grants to try to push this idea and so we did and then um year after year we we were serious about it and it from a joke it becomes something that uh, is much uh, much more reality now and uh sounds much serious much more serious yeah <laughs> Is it true that there's a, a law in France that you can have a maximum 35 hour work week? Uh, this is every every employee here is 35 hour a week. Wow. <laughs> that seems crazy, I know. But um, well, when people are passionate, uh, that that um, the time in the office is not only they, they also think about it when they are at home, I believe. So when they come on the Monday, they are very efficient. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, besides surgeons and some bankers, most jobs people could probably do their eight-hour day in four hours if they were allowed to leave early or something. So uh, it, it makes some sense that you could kind of like condense your efforts. Uh, but so if it's 35 hours, people spend a lot of time with their families and uh, enjoying the arts and things, or do they have a second job usually? No, no, they they're... I, I don't think you can work more than 45 hours wow. with two jobs. So normal time is indeed 35 hour a week. So that is seven hour a day. But I don't believe this is um, much of a problem because uh, yeah, you, you should have time for your family, time for sleep and time for work. So uh, I don't know who great guy said that you should not give more than a third uh of your life to an employers because if not you become a slave and i do believe this is true so yeah. i always like my employees to not overtime because they can be more efficient and be able to develop their own ideas if they have so yeah i like that so as a business owner it's a little different or no Again, if you're short term, indeed, you will want people to work out everything they have uh, for you. No, no, I mean for you yourself. Like, are you are you able to work thirty five hours as well? Ah, for myself, <laughs> uh, yeah, I learn with the construction guys. So, I mean, I wake up super early. I do most of my journey from five to eight, and after I just have fun with people when they arrive. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. this is indeed. Uh, I, I choose to work more, but um, my wife is together with me in this journey. We have three kids. Uh, some are already uh, interested into it. So we are there for the long journey. So we, we should not 
burn ourselves by uh, claiming for immediate short-term results. It's a long journey. Yeah. Legally speaking, is a business owner allowed to work more hours or is it the same? Of rule? course. And you yeah. have no advantage whatsoever to if you, if you fail or if, uh, yeah, yeah, we are the the modern slave. <laughs> yeah, it's just different. I'm trying to understand. But the yeah, 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 yeah. There, is, there is no protection for us. Thanks for your concern. <laughs> <laughs> the Your son, who's 16, uh, is he now, and your other kids, they're learning about 3D printed construction and, uh, or are they interested in other things? Yeah, the first one is more into arts and is now doing piano with the 3D printed parts. Cool. Uh, but so he's into programming and computer stuff. And the other one are younger, so I believe I let them do what they want. Sure. Do they ever check out the office and use some of the printers and stuff you have around? They live by here. So today is vacation, so they stayed at home. But uh, we technically, we, we sleep weekdays in, in the Citadel. So we 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 have uh, kids all around most of the time. Well, it's great for them to have access to so many resources that they can learn with. Uh, and anything they want to print one day, they can just go ahead and print and experiment. Uh, it's very nice. So, Correct, the... but they are not Jared kind. So if you would be my son, then you may be very happy to use everything. But if you are given everything at the start, then you would not really oh, be if, happy. But... If I was your son, I would say, my dad does 3D printing. I don't want to do that. I'll do something else. See, see like... that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's so... hard to think your parents' job is cool. Exactly. But uh, what's next for Constructions 3D? You've got the Maxi printer out now. You've got the other two printer models. Are there other printer models in development? Are you working on scaling up for, uh, globally? Yes. So now, so you didn't mention, we also have a, a measuring device that can be very useful for 3D printers in construction. So even for our competition, uh, we have made a, a device that's measuring the strength of a material over the time. So that's very helpful if you want to make sure that your prints uh, are strong enough to carry the next layer and it won't fall on you. So this device uh, is now available in three languages, French, English, and German. And uh, I think it's a, a must add on to, for safety on the field. And uh, whatever material you're using, you need this data and make sure that locally with the temperature you have on the site, with the humidity that you have, with the storage condition that you've kept your, your dry mortar on site, then uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a very much needed stuff. So we are working on this, um, or we, we finished these products as well. And also we try to build the regulation side of it, of things uh, like mm -hmm. for the fire and for the strengths. So we do that with partnerships and we do that with our early adopters. So our first customers are facing regulation issues, of course. And so we try to give them um, support to to use the machine better and to be able to bring uh, their cases properly through their local regulations. You have any uh, advice for people who are maybe considering buying one of your printers, but they want to be make sure they can get the permits first? Well, that's not early adopters. <laughs> so this is the next step. So for now, we have businesses, people that are either doing marketing, who wants to be the first, people who are 
having a crazy idea with the technology, not printing houses, but more like uh, making uh, whatever fireproof, whatever. Uh, so using the technology for a specific niche market. Sure. So this is also a customer I can think about. And um, like it was public, so I can talk about it. Uh, we got the number one uh, data center in France and worldwide uh, competing with Google. That is name is OVH in France. They are not so far and they bought our machines because they want to make R&D to print their own uh, servers. So they're the house where they put their computers to to make the, 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 the calculation mm -hmm. or the hosting of websites. So it needs to be fireproof and they like the technology because it can be deployed inside buildings and it's not as dirty as the traditional techniques and they need no not much um, dust and uh, they need to master their cost, they need to master the time. So the technology that we bring can help them. So those are specific use. So like when you see people printing coral reef or benches, um, like uh, arts, stuff like this. So these are use where they are not doing the main housing, they are doing small, detailed parts or a specific case. So this is uh, the early adopters that we are helping now. And then, um, of course, you have Dubai. Dubai is a different place. They have a policy that's very attractive for uh, 3D printers of the world. So this is um, also another type of customer. Is there anything deeper than the policy in terms of like, they have the headline, they want 25% of buildings by 2030 to be printed or something like that, or maybe it was 30% by 2025. But the is that a is that initiative being backed by money or effort or something? Uh, or is it just to attract the companies there? I, I do believe they really have a vision on this and that they, they really want, uh, at least for the municipality, I talked to them last week, uh, I think they are really uh, willing to change the way things are being done and uh, they are like the Francois Premier of of our time the 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 people who are willing to to put money for this new way of doing things so it, it's quite uh, interesting for us but we were not ready before because they wanted us to be used as a service and we are not a service provider we cannot print a building for them because we have our own building to print mm -hmm. and so we we needed a partner that was in the long term in the long journey in dubai and that's what we found out in january february of this year and um, what is great with this partner is that investing a lot to train the authorities to train uh, kids and architects so they will understand what it takes to 3D print a building and how uh, things have to be done on a long journey. So it's not a one-shot guy. It's not um, uh, one project that will leave the machine in front and won't move for forever. Uh, it's, uh, it's to make the Dubai people be the one acting for their uh, own buildings. So this is what I like about it. And so we'll tell more on a uh, big five show. This is uh, five to nine December in Dubai. So if you have time and want to pass by, uh, it would be my pleasure to 
I don't know if we can drink a beer together, but of course we, of course we can in Dubai. Yeah, if I make it to Dubai, we definitely can. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. We'll see, but I'd love to. Big Five is a big event. Dubai is a big initiative. I mean, there aren't many companies that have printed more than one one building in Dubai. A lot of them go there. They print one, like you said. Maybe they leave the printer out front, like a decoration. Uh, the majority of them haven't printed that's why i asked like it's great to hear you've talked to their leadership recently in dubai and they're still excited about 3d printed construction um they, they seems... told me that there have been seven buildings printed in dubai so this is huge compared to france but this is very small compared to their their wishes so the money is not their problem really but it's really more than knowledge and um uh, the massification of production, not uh, uh, taking them for uh, uh, one case, uh, but to try to build something around there. So we are considering about building a, a factory over there, at least a service center. So this is uh, what's on the pipe for construction, really, to answer your question, for the Middle East. Um, and then... Uh, I think this market is uh, the most exciting one compared to other countries that have been more uh, conservative about it. But uh, it's not stopping us from opening new uh, branches on other continents. And so what we have to do now is to deploy the maximum maxi printer we can in the shortest time as possible. Uh, now that the factory is ready, we we have to make one machine a month, then one machine every two weeks, and then one machine a week. And then we can hope to have hundreds of tools. And then we have hundreds of feedbacks, hundreds of problems. <laughs> and uh, those problems makes the better generation and uh, makes uh, the technology more available for everyone. So it will be more useful and with more machines, more projects, more, more videos for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, growing quickly on a lot of fronts. The, uh, the scale, like the companies who are making, they had one printer before are now doing multiple. And uh, did you consider ever using a robotic arm? Well, the, 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 the question was how I can go outside to print a building and have a, a team of two person uh, pilot it and make sure that it's calibrated and open out of a container box within one hour. So I, I didn't consider robotic arms because of the electrical motors that are usually not made to go outside. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, try to freeze them or put them at 40 degrees and see how your precision is going. So hydraulic is a much better way to, to, to when you see cranes uh, or caterpillar machine, they are all hydraulics. That Why? makes a lot of sense. Because those hydraulics machines are much more robust for climate change. And uh, um, also people from the fields are not sometimes very much careful about things. They are not geek, they are not. Uh, so hydraulic machines are able to be repaired quite easily by, by locals. And they also, um, uh, let's say when there is a leak you can see it right away uh, so 
we we try to make this hydraulic precision machine which is not really uh uh easy uh hydraulic machine are not precise so uh the the trigger for us was to make a precision machine from hydraulics so this is our know-how this is where we work the most uh, to avoid vibration modes to avoid mm. uh, uh, lack of precision due to the to the to the hydraulic uh, so so we, we that's why it took us a long time but now that we have an hydraulic machine of precision that can go outside i think it's definitely the the the, the best way to deploy worldwide and the container-based solution is also very important for us. So everything should fit in a 20-fit container. Uh, we are around a river here, so we can ship the container directly to Hanverp Arbor, and then it goes worldwide. And this is also very important because inside the box, you have everything you need to print, and you can pack it back, and the mm -hmm. box is following you when you carry around the box. So... I didn't want something too huge that won't fit the container because I know that the way of uh, building buildings, at least in France, is with container and uh, then you bring everything you need from locals. So if you need a machine, it should at least fit a container. Yeah, and I think they should all be weatherproof too. People just leave construction equipment outside. It's not something people are uh, used to considering and to make uh, such a big change in like a paradigm shift it, it needs to conform as much as possible to traditional stuff so that people can figure out how it works and not break stuff um well you you should be able to leave it outside for a big rain and still carry on your journey the next day indeed and if not then you should be able to pack up within less than one hour and uh so 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 you don't eat up your whole day or a week to to pack or unpack how has your experience been with the mixer pump systems well we do work with two familiar pump systems that you you know about so the german mtech and the austrian mai uh, we do modify those two brands because we want them perfectly fitted for our machines. Everybody modifies them because they're not good enough off the shelf. <laughs> Correct. Uh, we do have them working here to improve their machines. So, That's very good. But I'm happy now that we have two players uh, within uh, this market as well because I don't like Monopoly. Yeah. And... Uh, if you have any other ideas from uh, pump providers, we are welcome to to listen. We have other customers looking at other brands as well. So I think it's important to have a diversity of pump for diversity of cases, um, just like our solution might not fit all. So, Yeah, I mean, the pumps right now, just like a lot of other things, there's a lot of room for improvement. And so the most important thing in a team that's going to provide a pump, I would say, is somebody that's willing to like work with your company. Different printers will be different. And so they it's not just a product they can sell in a box and say, get going. I mean, it, it they are doing it that way. But what they should do is send someone out there. Like I guess you said, they are sending people out. Learn everything they can do to make it work out of the box for people. Make it work so that it's just press go. It's such a challenge, challenging part of the printing process that causes so many issues. Uh, yes, exactly. So we welcome them. We train them as well. We try to 
to make them realize this market. Uh, I think those two brands that I've been talking about have realized it, so they are investing heavily on it. Um, though the crisis worldwide is not uh, very very easy to change um, to change the production level from zero to from one to one hundred, uh, so they have difficulties to to deliver. But uh, I think it's in every sectors now. It's like a chicken or the egg thing where like if they made the perfect pump, it could really yes. scale the industry up very fast. Yes. It's not a lot of them, but uh, who knows? The um, material. But we, we, now we are very happy with those brands. I mean, from the start, it was hard because we had to hack their pump and make a lot mm -hmm. of modification on them. I remember buying myself a Putzmeister that in the end finished in a in a college. <laughs> I saw it last time when I visited the college and they were still printing with the mini wow. edu with this pump that I completely forgot. And I said, oh man, they are very courageous to to try to print with this. It's like and... Iron Man's Mach 1 suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the, the future of this is that the pump manufacturer will indeed deploy more energy, more uh, range of machines, depending uh, the, the 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 printer after. But we also see that there might be uh, not a dry mix solution ongoing, but also wet mix solution ongoing. So mm -hmm. we are opening ourselves also to do this. Uh, it's not this, you know, it implies more bigger grain size. Mm, so concrete more than mortar mm -hmm. so if you want to go cheaper that's not too inconsiderate um, but it's not an easy solution um, in a way that the the the, the concrete are, have a time frame that's different you 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 cannot uh, hope for long 20 hour prints without segregation of the aggregates so the pump can clog more easily. And I think that's the problem that people using uh, concrete are, are now facing most of the time. Yeah, and they have to take the sledgehammers out and beat the hose with the sledgehammer. And... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I was kind of lazy. So that's why we went to the dry mortar one more, um, but. Um, oh, that happens yeah. with the dry mortars too. I was actually just referring to the hoses in general, but the, the wet mortar, we were talking about ways to conform to traditional construction. Wet mortar is the way that people get concrete delivered normally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do think um, when you do drastic and uh, big modifications like what we are bringing to the construction world, um, sometimes you also have to change the material side of it. So yeah, definitely. if you have to stick to the the C2530 that they are giving, um, okay, you're, you're having a point on the material side, but you get so much trouble on the other side, on the on the site, on the mechanics. And are you really uh, helping yourself? Uh, I'm not so sure. So in the end, I don't know if you know this um, study from uh, Smart Tech Publishing before that was... Uh, trying to give a revenue share on material and machines and uh, application um, over the next 10 years until 2027. Did you see that? No. That was very interesting for me because it showed that the material side seems to be the, the number one topic to look at. And in fact, in this study, it shows it's just 1% of the revenue in the end. So 
I'm much more into letting uh, the players like Lafarge, and all provide me a better mix. That's what we take from them and um, try to be independent from them in some ways, not to be completely out of this. But uh, I think that the huge market in the future is not really, even the machines are just 10% in this study and 90 percent so less than one percent for the material 10 percent for the hardware and then 89 percent of the revenue is to be made in the application of the technology so how we will integrate sensors in the prints how we will uh, integrate the insulation which we have done a lot of work on now uh, with our local flags from linen in in north of france we we have these flags available at large scale so we insulate our building with local flax from linen, linen straw. Mm -hmm. So th this is very, very much more uh, fruitful, I think, in the future to work on how to use the technology connected to blockchain, how to bring more uh, comfort, more um, more uh, integration in the space uh, to, to th than just looking at the material. It's like selling know-how and selling a uh, resource. When you sell a resource, you don't have it anymore at the end of the day. When you sell know-how, you still have it the next day. Yeah, that's true. The material still though, like you mentioned, it's 1% of the cost, but it's 100% of what's left over at the end of the project. Uh, so the, the printer goes away, the people go away, but the house is there with the material that it was built with, hopefully for a hundred years. So I think it's, I think it's a very, very important part. Uh, and even though it's maybe 1% of the profit, currently material is a huge percentage of the cost for uh, people to 3D print a building. So uh, I, I do agree. That's why I'm working on this local formula to divide the cost by three mm -hmm. and to have the carbon cost divide by three as well. So this is strategic, but once you've got this right, then okay, what are you going to optimize? So I agree on you on the short term, but on, yeah, the, I agree. on the longer term, the- Everything needs to be optimized. The, the research that is worth carrying on is how do you connect the file that has been printed to control the production, to make sure that the BIM, the, the building information modeling that have been in the cloud and not so used for uh, years, now is really being used to make a production, make sure that um, uh, the machine is making you the feedback. So let's say you want to buy a house that's 3D printed, correct? I am uh, printing it for you so you can buy the house while it's being printed. Blockchain technology can bring that trust between people and make sure that you have the result directly from the machines that will make you pay at the scale of its growth. So, of course, that's theoretical, but it's completely 100% feasible today. So, when the machine prints, if it's 50%, then 50% of your money is being taken over the machine and ready to be given when the printer will say finish so you can create relationships you can create more comfort within the prints for the user in the long run put sensors in the wall put cablings that will hit the wall so you will save space on your heater system 
you can create so much things around this idea that the wall is being printed gradually that you can integrate so much technology inside that it's um it's better worth spending time our time on this than on the material side of things that is already almost covered yeah the blockchain thing this is just kind of spitballing but it seems to me maybe the best way to do that would have some kind of central funding where like some research funding and that funds the blockchain tech so that if people give their data like let's say they sign their printer up to be in the blockchain then as they send info to the public chain they get back some kind of like crypto coin or whatever signifier of value uh to reward them for their for their data sharing or something I maybe who knows but um blockchain is now obvious for financing indeed but what i'm telling you is blockchain is not only changing finance it's like um helping 3d printing to have a record of trust Status. that yes to to record the data and make sure it's trustworthy until um let's say if we print the world let's take some example but it's always the, the better way to to explain how the technology can help but sure. if if you 3d print the wall and inside this wall you put the sensor that will uh, give a name to this wall and the state let's say this wall is wall 44 and next door is 43 and then next is 42 so let's focus on 44 and on this sensor that you integrate within the prints when the machine has been finishing the wall the machine can automatically state to this sensor that it's printed so here's uh to challenge your idea what if it's not a good print well, the machine should have stopped before and uh, the 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 control of production should be within the, the printer. But let's let's imagine this is a correct print. So that's a big the, assumption. Yeah, 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 correct. But wall 44 now is publicly known as being printed. So it exists. We know where it is. So we have the cadastral position of this wall. So you can connect this to the to the country cadastral saying this wall exists you can also call a painter because it's needing a painter to be painted so all this um organization of production will be possible when you have machines that are testifying what's happening and I don't know if you follow me there, but no, I do. And the biggest challenge is getting the data because in traditional construction, nobody wants to record that data. They don't have time to do they're screwing stuff in, they're hammering stuff. They do not want to have an Excel sheet. They don't want to have a, a tablet. So if it's automatically being collected by the machine, that's the only way you'll have access to getting that information. Yeah. And I remember making fake data all over uh, all over my journey to to say, okay, we've done things correct. Let's check, 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 check. And is, is that control of production? No. So in the industry, in the car industry, in the plane industry, they have control of production. That means they are checking what was planned and what has been done. And this, uh, they are checking that we see this scanner, we see that every day. We, we are matching the theoretical to the real and seeing how far we are from the original model. In construction, we say, oh, we are perfect. We are far from. Never so is. The, yeah, so the machine is really uh, 
the first step of automation and construction for the for the concrete but after this machine more machine will come to automate how we can integrate and we are doing that uh the windows inside the building how we can automate the painting after this we have a company around doing this uh, how how things will automate after so how the insulation can be added automatically how how things can be automated in the whole process of things so it, it looks scary in some ways and it's that's why i like to help to hope that it will be decentralized but if you can think about the sensor we left in wall 44 when the building is being rented you can still use this sensor to say okay the wall has been dirtied by the renters or the wall is clean so we can give it to another renter and even when you will destroy the wall you can destroy the sensor so this is like giving life to the building information modeling as a use case in real life so this is why our machines are open to give the data out uh, providing that people know what to do with it yeah people won't know what to do with it for a long time but if you're collecting the data then you'll have a whole mountain of data and it'll be something that uh, is like you said maybe more valuable than the things that are printed eventually it's very cool uh, mark my word <laughs> so, so just to go back to the real life nowadays, uh, machines are ready for, for being used by early adopters, at least the Maxi printer. The Mini Pro is very efficient if you want to print uh, offices or uh, coral reef or strange weird parts in concrete. So we have professional customers using, the, using it now. Um, and also, of course, schools for um, iteration and, and uh, for training. Uh, mini printer education is a bit uh, our initial project, so so it's a bit less uh, being sold now. But uh, and the constructimeter is very needed, even if you have our other technology than than ours, so you know what you're doing with the with the material. Yeah, I'm looking at the constructimeter. You put the dry or the wet material. You put the wet material in, or the cured yes. material. Correct. So you bring the you have a little cap in uh, metal that you put your 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 fresh material inside, fresh, and okay. then you you can uh, measure every fifteen minutes or so, and it rotates oh. to to get the 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 strengths uh, of this material at the wow. time. Wow! So you get buildability over time. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, so it brings you a curve that gives you the, the certainty that if you print one meter per hour or one meter in 30 minutes, it will still be okay. So the bottom layer will be strong enough to carry over. Yeah, automation is required in every, like I'm a little more generous maybe in my uh, idea of automation than you. I think this the screwdriver was automation in construction when they invented the electric screwdriver because they didn't have to drill by hand anymore. So like you're automating the, the activity of measurements as a person would have to take those measurements at regular intervals, make sure it's 15 minutes, yeah. but this system is going to remove the need for that person to consistently uh, be there. Yeah. The only competitor products we found out for these machines was indeed not automated. So you need to put the clock and go every 15 minutes. And uh, that device alone was four times more expensive than our, our selling price. 
and wow. because all the norms and certification are around and they don't sell a lot of them. But as we consider of having hundreds or thousands of those worldwide, so we need to make it cheaper, more available and uh, more convenient for people to really use them. If not, they are going to just use it one time and say, OK, I got it. So, yeah, that was the whole idea to automate better. Yeah, that's a great product. That's a great product. Thank you. Is 3D printed construction the uh, your life's mission for the future? Are you going to continue this business for a very long time? Or is there, are there other things you might one day, let's say it's a billion dollar company. Are you still running it every day or are you searching for a new project? Uh, my target in life is to bring this really available for the people of the world. So um, I'm on the long journey on this. Um, my wife is from the Philippines. So I was 17 years old in the slums of Manila. And I do remember a kid of five year old who died in a week after I've, I saw him because he doesn't have a proper shed, uh, proper shed over his head. So I, I, I owe him a dedication uh, on this. Uh, I hope uh i will still be the one needed for this company so what happened is sometimes you're not good enough so if ever that's the case i i, I shall go but um my mission is really to make sure this company grows steadily uh because it's a long journey it's not a 100 race every month and uh and uh no 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 it's uh it's already seven years uh working on this and uh, I do believe uh, we still need 10, 20 more years to become obvious. Yeah, I think that's a good estimate and a reasonable time frame to do a lot of technology improvement. And at that point, it could be like, why would anyone build a house by hand anymore? <laughs> yeah, um, I technically don't buy house anymore <laughs> by hand. I do print them, <laughs> but yeah. that's only me. So let's make it common now. <laughs> Cool. Maybe you I, can also say this because you are also using a lot of machines. <laughs> uh, do you do you plan to print a house for yourself, Jared? Um, maybe one day, but uh, I like being able to look at all the companies objectively. To print one house, I would have to choose only one company, and that kind of like makes it look less fair, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someday in some form, but uh, in the meantime, if somebody wants to buy that. A construct meter or contact you to get more information about the printer how do they reach out to you well they can uh, just go to like you did our website constructions-3d.com with an s and dash 3d.com link in the description um, thank you and um, contact us through the formula uh, we have uh, Tio or Thomas uh, that, that will con that will reply as soon as they can um, and yeah we we're not really open for consumer. Don't try to call us for printing a house here and there. I keep on saying no to many of my friends. So mm -hmm. um, this is not even for you, Jared, I would have to say no. <laughs> but hopefully we have uh, distributor users that will be nearer mm -hmm. than uh, than us. And that will be helpful for, for you in the, in the shorter or longer term, depending where you are located. 
I think there is room for more competition. So I'm really open uh, to make uh, like you do a conference with other uh, companies because just like Henry Ford and Rolls Royce at the time on the early days of cars industry, uh, we better shook hands and uh, develop things uh, and, and copy from each other and make the technology more available because definitely um, if there are barriers, uh, consumer won't be able to realize how disruptive it is and they won't enjoy it and then we won't sell machines. So we really have to improve uh, as a new family. So you're, you're like our papas to make peace all around. <laughs> well, if I can just uh, get people to communicate a little bit more, then that would be that enough would for be me. Great. The, that would be great. It's a unique position I'm in to be able to talk to different companies without being a competitor to them in any way. Um, I'd love to do a conference one day with like 100 or 200 companies with like all the print operators one day and then people who are making the printers another day and have the whole industry together. Uh, but I think that's something that'll, uh, maybe a year from now or something, what do, what do you think about that in terms of, should it be a smaller group of like the top five, top 10, top 20, or should it be like, there's 300 companies operating or buying or selling printers around. So well, I just, feel like they should all be included. Just leave it open to people who are listening to you and whoever wants to join, join. And if you, if, the, if everybody respect the time and, and uh, give a, um, give a clear view and not try to oversell uh, his, his machines, I think it's, it's the good way to go. Uh, later on, we will be able to filter when we, we really see things clearer. But I think for now, nobody knows what's the best 3D printers of the world. Yeah, I do believe it's mine, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your not overselling your machine. Like you, you're very authentic the way that you talk about it. Maybe it's because you haven't been uh, talking to too many investors trying to raise money, so you're not really trying to impress anybody. But uh, there's a what you're saying is a real problem. There is uh, people who are overselling their equipment. Uh, I don't know how I could stop them if they if I give them five minutes on a conference, they're going to say we're the best. But if you have 10 different people saying that back to back, maybe it's not so impactful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you would be fair enough to to bring up the solution that Mark you and, and uh, that contacted you. So just try and it won't it it, it won't be perfect, but it, it will always be a success if we can talk to each other and realize um, that um, what is really important in this journey. Now that I were, we're just kind of like talking about it, thinking about it, if we made a rule, like you can't say you're the best in general, <laughs> you have to say what you're the best at and you have to give the numbers too. You can't just like, we have the strongest material. Okay, how strong is your material? We have the fastest print. Okay, how fast the print? And you can't just say it. You need the blockchain with the cameras so that you know it was printed in however much time over however many days and... Uh, yeah, it's hard to get true information. Mm -hmm. That is why it's very great when you take the time to check the example that have been done so you can unwind different things and make people realize it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so so we don't get called because we make magics. We, we're not magicians. We try to make technology. So the, there's nothing better than a, that, that looks more like magic than a good technology, but we're yeah. not yet good technology. So, 
Yeah. If I may, I want to give a tribute to the, the first guy who ever 3D printed uh, buildings, at least in my opinion. I know it won't uh, be well taken by Baroque Snivitz who pretend he is, but I, I usually uh, like to talk to people who comes to me about this guy, Nader Halili. He's the inventor of Sandbag Shelter. And this is to me the, the, the first guy who ever tried to do what we are doing now. So to print layer by layer, this is made out of clay. And this was an innovation back in the eighties. And uh, he died in 2008 and he did a lot of buildings uh, with vault shapes. And he understood most of the, the constraints on how to, to build layer by layer and using clay and a building like nature. So these Very are cool. the three the three pillars that I want to continue in this journey. And what's funny is that the wife of Nader is still alive in UK. Ilona, uh, if she hears us, uh, she, she, she's a very great person. And she is um, uh, telling me that Bero Kosnevitz visited, Bero, uh, visited Nader Halili uh, to understand how he's building. And that's from his idea that he tried to do 3D printing. So oh, I don't really... I, I, I do uh, have a testifier that this happened. And it's funny now that Baroque and Winston are fighting. I don't know if it's still ongoing this, but they are both not the first people who ever thought about 3D printing. Uh, this is more Nadia's job that uh, brought it uh, alive. Did he and use STL files? No, he tried to automate at the end of his life by looking for pumps. And he went to see Putzmeister and uh, tried to, to automate this uh, this whole work. Because today, this is still being built by hand. 10 people, 10 days, you make one vault, one house. And this is very, very painful job. So uh, he, he didn't make any machines. Uh, so that's why he's not being uh, remembered. Sure. But have you yeah. heard of the Urschel wall building machine? I, I was going to tell you this. So this is even before. So Yeah, the 1940s. We keep on showing the video here because how unbelievable is it that people were doing this and even filming it with the, the tractors going out with the with dance. With a good sense of humor too, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Our team is quite the same. So I very like those guys. And you know, this company still exists and now is doing some machines. Uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this this was a good start, I think, for a company. They were just too ahead of their time, and um, it's it's not uh, it's not an hazard that they're still alive today. So yeah, I really badly want to try to find that building, uh, but I don't <laughs> think it's standing. If you can, that's amazing. New uh, that's a, something very crazy that I would like to know as well if it's still there. Correct. And even before, if you want to go backward, even before, this is another book. Uh, this is made in Africa and it's built of clay. And wow. very detailed. these are the first time people stop walking, going around after animals and start uh, building houses. So this is in uh, Mali, Mali uh, in Africa. And the first housing and first villages were like this not square wow all round why because the clay won't hold that well with square buildings and uh from the little pot i don't know if you can see here i can see the pictures yes so when you start to have uh agricultural land you have crops and you need to keep them 
safe from the rats from so and you need to stay on a place so you discover pottery clay and then you do it like in the kindergarten you roll the, mm -hmm. the clay and then you make layer by layer and then you put it in the oven so this is just a technology that is so good because it's it's one million year of research because mankind took a lot of time to find this out and if it survived and if it created the cities that we i showed you and it become the city of now it, it's it's valid research so uh let's not forget those guys of course nobody wants to have a clay house that looks muddy like in africa blah 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 but we can use the technology to make this look much more modern and we can maybe conclude with this when lucas uh make tatooine planets look like what we can see in the star wars 4 uh it was in the future right not in the past yeah interesting point i'm not a huge star wars fan but i think the, the planets are at different levels of civilization uh, yes but it, it it's still in the future it, it's not the best looking planets with everything. i like the idea of adobe and earth and structures uh and making them look normal like you said is like the important part of making them people actually want to live in them um we won't have choice jared because cement and sand are lacking and are not mm -hmm. available in the big quantities for every one of us so either you you accept to have one force of humanity having no house which is the case by 2030 10 billion people 2.5 billion people having no proper house either you accept this so one out of four so we're already two with just that's that's three so one uh of us is almost having no house so this is this is really our mission to make this change um and this technology can really bring this solution um so yeah let's make it happen let's uh not dream of it too much in the in the in the early stage but this is going yeah the one thing we didn't touch on that i want to get to before we head off uh the customizability that printing offers if to make it just the cheapest construction method you could probably do a thousand of the same unit or whatever uh but 3d printing and your technology offers people to have unique structures uh is that something important to you sure the the fact that um if you want to make cheap housing it's really uh available it's called the mobile home it's made in factory. I have one here where I sleep with my kid weekdays and I pay 25,000 and I have three rooms and it's much cheaper than anything you could print. Wow, three rooms, 25,000, that's crazy. Yes, 50 square meter, three rooms. It's enough for a family. It's not the best comfort. If it's very sunny, you might die of hot in, inside or need climatization. So same in the Philippines, I saw thousands of house super squared super packed all together but mm -hmm. nobody wants to live in why because there's no community there is no service there is no um school no library no 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 it has not been sought like for you or for me so if you can personalize if you can give people um a community feelings like in the first age 
when the Dogon in Mali started to make their house, they make a round house, then the kids make a house and hook to the parents' house and then make a community together. Then they can create the landscape, they can solely print everything else than the house, including the barbecue to eat together, including the, the, the landscape, including the school, including... So it's a matter of building communities with the difference of um, ethnical, uh, cultural, uh, religious, the, there are so many. So who there is not one solution fits all. You uh, might not like the tower I am printing for myself, and you might print a house that I won't even want to live in. So let's give this tool available for people worldwide to to make what they think is better for them. And let's not impose. So the way 3D printing is making it able to personalize from one to another is perfect because you can open creativity and we will be surprised by the way people are going to use it. Um, and it will be for the best or for the worst. Awesome. That was excellent. Thank you. I think it's a good place to uh, to leave off. And Jessica, I appreciate you coordinating this with us today. Hi. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Is anything left unsaid? Well, again, you're welcome to visit all this. And um, we have videos if you want to uh, illustrate the, the this this talk. Yeah. Yes. So we won't see too much of our faces and more. Uh, well, the podcast that. is unedited, but I'll do a separate video that people can reference while they watch the podcast. Okay, great. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, thank you again. And we'll be in touch whenever you guys have projects or anything going on. Uh, open line of communication. Just let me know. I'm always happy to share awesome projects people are doing around the world. Next week, we print a part of Tower, but it will be very much to be seen uh, in a two, three months from now. So we'll no rush. No rush. You'll be Thanks the first again. to get our video. Thank you. All right. Later on. Bye bye.